It is the second Sunday of Christmas. It's also the first Sunday of 2021. Christmas is 12 days. You know the song, 12 Days of Christmas, which means Christmas spans across the world's new calendar year. And for that, I am thankful. I'm sure you are as well. Christmas is a feast. It's a celebration of the birth of our Savior. And if you had a Christmas dinner with your family or or friends, this may have looked like your turkey Thanksgiving dinner. Of course, if you've seen Christmas Vacation, you know what happens when he cuts into that turkey. Um, Christmas is a wonderful holiday full of celebration. And it's because God gave a grand announcement and he used messengers to share the good news. You know the story, Gabriel came to Mary and told her that she would give birth to a son. And she said, how is this possible? He said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and will conceive in you a child. And and of course that happened. Joseph heard that she was pregnant. He was going to divorce her quietly. But then Gabriel, the same angel, appeared to him in a dream and told her that what was within her was from God. It was from the Holy Spirit. And so he went and took Mary as his wife, and the rest is history. So they were announced by the angel, but then there are a group of shepherds who were announced by an angel out in the fields. And after they got the announcement that a Savior had been born to them, a great heavenly host of angels praised God, saying, Glory to God in the highest and peace and goodwill toward men. So the shepherds were so excited that they ran to see the baby. And when they had seen them, they spread the word. They became the messengers themselves. They spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And everyone who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. It was all based on testimony. This announcement from the angels to lowly shepherds, And even the Magi got the message not through an angel, but through a star. God spoke to them through the cosmos. And they came to worship the newborn king. And when Herod got the news, he didn't celebrate and say, I want to worship. Well, he said, I want to worship him, but he really wanted to kill them. So the angel Gabriel told Joseph to get up and take the family and go to Egypt. There's a lot of announcement going on. And the main announcement is good news. This is good news of great joy for all people. And I hope to bring you good news today. I hope to say that 21 is go- 2021 is going to be a year where the pandemic ends. That would be good news. But I don't have the authority to say that. I don't know that. I just hope that. And I know that you're hoping the same along with me. But the heart of this good news that Christ has come Christ is born into the world. The heart of this good news tells us about God's goodness. And the prophet Jeremiah spoke of God's goodness. And as I read this, I want you to read this with the eyes on the present. So present as in our time, but present also as in the time when Jeremiah was speaking. So Jeremiah's present, our past, our present, but also with eyes on the eternal. This is what the Lord says. Sing with joy for Jacob. Shout for the foremost of the nations. 
make your praises heard and say, O Lord, save your people, the remnant of Israel. See, I will bring them from the land of the north and gather them from the ends of the earth. Among them will be the blind and the lame, expectant mothers and women in labor. A great throng will return. They will come with weeping. They will pray as I bring them back. And I will lead them beside streams of water on a level path where they will not stumble because I am Israel's father. And Ephraim is my firstborn son. Hear the word of the Lord, O nations. Proclaim it in distant coastlands. He who scattered Israel will gather them and will watch over his flock like a shepherd. For the Lord will ransom Jacob and redeem from the hand of those stronger than they. They will come and shout for joy on the heights of Zion. They will rejoice in the bounty of the Lord, the grain, the new wine, and the oil, the young of the flocks and herds. And they will be like a well-watered garden, and they will sorrow no more. That's good news, isn't it? Then maidens will dance and be glad, young men and old as well. I will turn their mourning into gladness. I will give them comfort and joy instead of sorrow. I will satisfy the priests with abundance, and my people will be filled with my bounty, declares the Lord. What a great passage. The immediate, the immediate and present goodness of God was an announcement of how God would bring Israel home from exile. The eternal goodness of God was an announcement of how God would bring his people into his home forever. And we see it here in the imagery, I will turn their mourning into gladness. The mourning we have on earth will not last forever. But when we enter into heaven with Jesus forever, there will be great gladness. Instead of sorrow, there's going to be comfort and joy. Because God himself is good... He brings us back. This is what he does. He shows us his goodness. He brings us back. Meaning we were gone. Wherever we were, we were slaves. We were foreigners. We were exiles. He brings us back home. He leads us beside streams of water. Meaning he provides for us. He gathers us and watches us like a shepherd. He ransoms us and redeems us from the hand of those stronger than us. He turns our mourning into gladness. He gives us comfort and joy instead of sorrow. And he satisfies the priest and fills us with his bounty, all his good stuff. God is good. And the typical response to that is all the time. And the typical response to that is all the time God is good. That's kind of an American uh, liturgy that people say to each other. God is good all the time. But he's not good because of what he gives us, though we're thankful for that. He's good because that's who he is. He's always good. And this is the impact of God's goodness on us. Because he's good, here's our our response. We shout for joy. Because he's good, we will rejoice in the bounty of the Lord. And here's the bounty, the grain, the new wine, the oil, the young flocks, and the herds. And we just see that, we think food. We think sustenance, we think security, we think warmth, health. We rejoice in the bounty of the Lord. Here's the other impact. We will be like a watered garden. We'll sorrow no more. We'll dance and be glad. Now, I'm not much of a dancer, but in heaven, I'm going to dance like crazy. I'll be so happy. 
I mean, I'm happy now, but I'm, my happiness just comes out in other ways. I'll be so happy in heaven, I'm going to dance like it's nobody's business. And you'll say, look at Pastor J.D. dancing all crazy. And you will too. It's the impact of God's goodness. We'll share in the bounty of the Lord. Could you imagine if that was your Christmas tree? My kids would go crazy. Endless amounts of presents. This is a big celebration. And it sounds like Christmas, but just like Christmas, we can get stuck on the gifts rather than the giver. We can enjoy the bounty of grain, wine, oil, young flocks and herds, which are the results of God's goodness. We get stuck on that rather than enjoying God himself, who is good and who loves to give good gifts to his children. Health, food, security, family, being able to enjoy the fruits of your labor, if that all happened in 2021, you would be ecstatic. If you could get together with friends and large groups and, and hang out, that would be a wonderful feeling for you. You'd say that's a good gift. God is good, restoring what, was once, what once was. But if that doesn't happen this year, is God still good? If you experience death in the family this year, is God still good? If you have an injury this year, is God still good? If you lose your job this year, is God still good? Every year, tragedy happens, either directly or indirectly to us. How can God be good if life is so bad? If life is so hard? I want to draw our attention to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. It says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in Christ. I'm skipping down to verse 7. In Him, in Jesus, we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that He lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. Don't you love that image? The riches of God's grace. How rich is God? How much grace and love does he have? And he lavished on us. He poured it out with all wisdom and understanding. And we could easily go to all the good things that God's given us, but what we are talking about here is we have received every spiritual blessing in Christ. It is Jesus, the gift of God, that we have received grace upon grace upon grace. It is in Jesus that we've been lavished with the blessings of God. And he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ, to be put into effect when the times will have reached their fulfillment, to bring all things in heaven and on earth together under one head, even Christ. Isn't that amazing promise? What is God's purpose? He's bringing all things in all creation under one head, the leadership and lordship of Jesus Christ. This is the trajectory of all creation. We are coming under the leadership of Christ. And in Jesus, we have complete redemption. We have forgiveness of sins. And God made known to us 
the mystery of His will to bring all things under Christ. And when this happens, this is going to change everything. And this is all good news because it means that death and sin and suffering and even COVID-19 will all be brought to an end. And Christ will have complete authority forever. Now, 2020 has been a difficult year. I've seen this people wearing this T-shirt. If you want to buy this T-shirt, I'm sure you can find it somewhere. 2020, one star I would not recommend. <laughs> it's been one of the most stressful years in the last century. In America, over 300,000 COVID-related deaths have happened. And there will be more in 2021. In America, that means about four, there's been about 400,000 total more deaths than in 2019, making 2020 the deadliest year in the history of America. Now, those pro- numbers probably don't mean much to you unless you lost a loved one this past year. In addition to that, there have been loss of jobs, loss of businesses, loss of housing, all on top of the deaths. And the question we could ask each other, is God still good? And I know you'd say yes. Do you recognize this family? That is Virgil Kirkpatrick. You know him as Jim and his wife, Martha. You know Jim and Martha Kirkpatrick and their four children. Three of their children are still living. But when they were in Africa, Beth, their oldest daughter, this is, this is Beth up here. I, I assume that's Beth. She was the oldest. She was 14 years old on March 20th, 1976. She was climbing with a friend uh, out in the wilderness, out just having a good time, just doing what kids do, exploring the world around them. And she was climbing up a rock, and there was moisture in the air from a nearby waterfall, and she slipped, and she fell six feet, and she broke her neck, and she died. What harrowing news. And when news reached Jim, he went as fast as he could to go to where Martha was, and He's told her to sit down, and he gave her the news. And Martha writes in her book, Pendo, you can read the story in Pendo. She, the first thought that came to her mind is that, she, that Beth is safely in the arms of Jesus. And that gave her comfort in the moment, and there was too much shock for her to understand the weight of that moment. But as you read on in the book, she describes the weight of that situation so much pain that, that Jim weeped and weeped all night long as I would if I lost one of my kids, as you would. And at the funeral, she couldn't stay in a spot as, as they were burying her daughter. She had to leave because the pain was just too great. The suffering was too intense. Devastating, unbearable pain. But yet, this couple a couple that you know and love in this family was anchored in the goodness of God 
which was displayed fully in Christ. How can anyone restore such loss? Can anyone make anything right? And that's just one glimpse into the suffering of humanity. We could add on family after family, story after story of of loss and suffering that individuals and families have experienced. And we could all ask the question, how can anyone restore such loss? And the answer is, God is restoring all things through the gift of Jesus, who came and who lived a sinless life, who died our death on a cross, and who rose from the dead victoriously. And the truth is that he will resurrect the dead, and life will go on. And the reality is, Beth lives because Jesus lives. And the skeptics and people who just have a hard time wrapping their minds around the gospel will say, how that's impossible. There's no way that can happen. But we who have faith in Christ, we hold on to that truth and say, no, we believe because of the announcement of the messengers who share the good news that Christ has died, Christ has risen, and Christ will come again. We live based on the testimony of the believers, the testimony of the saints. And when we face death, what can grain, wine, oil, young flocks and herds, what good is health at the point of death? When we face death, we don't hold on to the good things that God has given us in life, though we'll probably be thankful. Rather, we hold on to the goodness of God himself and trust in the good gift that he's given us, which is Jesus. We as Christians have it made. Merry Christmas. Here's how we have it made. We can approach suffering and death and all the horrors, all the horrors of life with great hope. We can approach it and receive all the pain and endure all the pain and we don't have to minimize anything or deflect anything. You know, if I didn't trust in Jesus, I'd have to find reasons to be hopeful. If I didn't trust in Jesus, I'd have to look to other people or come up with hypothetical situations and say things like, well, at least I don't have it as bad as so-and-so. I'd have to put it in the right perspective. But Christians can take suffering head on. We don't have to candy coat anything or minimize or deflect anything. But for some reason, we often do. Why is that? Do we truly trust in the goodness of God? We can say the pandemic has been rough. We can say life is hard. And just because we say those things doesn't mean we lack faith. We say those things because our faith in God is not dependent upon circumstances. But our faith in God is simply dependent upon his goodness. God's goodness is fully displayed in the giving of his son. 
And he has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ, which means we can suffer, we can grieve, we can lament, we can cry out in agony and still have a settled confidence in the God who has given us his son. We can still have the assurance that Jesus, who rose from the dead, will raise us up from the dead too. Amen? And if God never gave us another gift, his goodness is still worth celebrating. If 2021 turns out to be worse than 2020, we still can encourage each other in the midst of sorrow that Jesus has been given to us and he is restoring all things. We have good news of great joy for all people. And here it is. A Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. We have other good news. The tomb is empty. Praise be to God. He is risen. And when our, faith is God is not, when our faith in God is not dependent upon good things that God brings, but rather on the goodness of God himself, it is then and only then that we can be free. Free to worship. Free to suffer. Free to trust. And also free to give ourselves. Just as God has given himself for us. So Merry Christmas. God bless you. Trust in the goodness of God this year. May you delight in him and rejoice in him. For he is good. Amen. Jesus, we give you our hearts. We bring our pain. We bring our sorrow. We bring all the junk of sin. We even bring our hopes that have been shattered. We bring the loss of loved ones. We bring it all to you. We lay it at your feet, Jesus. You're big enough to carry it. You're big enough to handle it. And we declare you're good. You are good. You're so good that you gave yourself to us. And we know that because of you, we have every blessing. We delight in you, Jesus. We trust you. Amen.